Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSU Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. I'm very excited about today's show. It's a different topic, and it's kind of like going back home. We're finally, we're not going to talk about a whole lot of politics today. We're going to talk about some heroes. But first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for the great Heavenly Father that you are. For your grace and your mercy and your love and your forgiveness. Oh, Father, thank you for that. Thank you for the gift of salvation and forgiving us of our sins. Reveal to us, Father, all the things that are going on in this world that we need to know about. And protect us from the evil ones. Show us the purpose in all these trials. We know it is to draw closer to you. Make us a humble and repentant and grateful people. Protect us, Father. Protect our president and those around him. Guide. Guide each and every one of them. Give them godly counsel. Guide us, Father. We're the ones who are really the ones in charge of running this nation. We're the backbone. Help us to be what we should be. And we thank you for your many, many blessings. That we might better serve you, Father, we thank you so much. I surrender CSC Talk Radio to you, Abba Father, and I cast my burdens at your feet. Equip me to do thy will, and to may, and may I always speak and seek truth. I thank you for always hearing and answering our prayers. And grant me the patience, Father, because I know my timetable and yours are not the same. You know the needs that are here and in this nation. And we bow before you, O God, with hearts that covet your will and your ways, for they are always the best ways. It is for such a time as this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been over a year ago that I was visiting with a good friend of mine, Brian, who happens to be a truck driver. And I was visiting with him about the show. He's always had a great interest in the show. He was actually connected to the show for a time. We are talking about we were talking about how I wanted to bring industries together that all work together. If you stop and think about it, all the industries in this nation, they really are connected. And so I was seeking somebody in each industry. And I happened to ask him if he knew anybody in the trucking industry that might enjoy and could use CSE Talk Radio. And he said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. And he told me about OOIDA. And he threw those letters out, and I go, what? Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association. He said he's a member of them, and he just absolutely loves what they've done for, what they do for their members. I love that word, independent. After all, isn't that what this nation is supposed to be all about? 
Here on CSC Talk Radio, we've discussed a lot about our energy industry and how there's nothing we have in our hands or on our desks or in our homes that doesn't have connections to or within the energy sphere. And this year, the year of the pandemic, there has been much talk about the heroes. And the top of that list is always, of course, our health care workers. While the topic of lost jobs and the lockdowns of many businesses, you know, is kind of a regular thing with us, there are those unsung heroes who get up and go to work every single day, and I'm talking about America's truck drivers. Without these hardworking, dedicated men and women, all our store shelves would be empty. The medicines and the medical supplies would not make it to the health care workers or the hospitals. We wouldn't have our food, our clothes, you know, that once hard-to-come-by toilet paper. <laughs> the oil in our cars, the light bulbs in our lamps, the pens on our desks, and the paper, and it goes on and on and on. And each item comes to you by some hero, a truck driver. One truck driver who listened to the show years ago told me America's highways are his backyard, that he knew this country that well. Me, I get lost just turning the corner. They're not going to hire me to drive anybody's truck, that's for sure. Today I want to talk about our truck drivers. I've invited two from the OOIDA to visit with us and tell their stories. Nobody can bring America home better than our heroes, the truck drivers, the ones who drive the big rigs and small ones across this nation. They literally see it all, and we welcome them today. We have two visitors. We have Leah, I'm sorry, Louis Pugh. He began his career in trucking as a motor transport operator for the U.S. Army Reserve in 1992. After leaving the military, Louis soon bought a truck and made the leap into owner-operator in 1996. Louis has been mostly recently in Landstar Ranger. And to his 13, in his 13 years with Landstar, he pulled a flatbed trailer, hauling various goods under his company name, Bum Steer Trucking. <laughs> During this time, Louis received a Landstar's Star of Quality Award in his more than 25 years as a successful owner-operator. He's been in trucking about as long as I've been in radio. He achieved more than 1 million safe, accident-free miles. That's, that's quite an accomplishment. I'm going to move on to Richard. Uh, where his name is Richard, and when they call him Dick Pingle, he w- was an owner-operator for 46 years. He drove a 2008 Volvo VNL 780 hauling refrigerated LTL freight. Dick is married to his wife, Char. It's always it's always uh, best if they're married to their wife. I just wanted to say that. They have a son and a daughter and three grandchildren. His two favorite trucking moments are being elected to the OOIDA Board of Directors and being named as a TA and Petro Citizen Driver Honoree. Well, Dick, Dick likes the about the industry is the people. Isn't that wonderful? He says, the people I've met over the years, customers, other drivers, industry professionals, I'm proud to call them all friends. He says, I try to show every driver I meet that it takes all of us 
to make a difference. That's my kind of guy right there. We welcome both of you, Louie and Dick. Welcome to CSE Talk Radio. How are you doing today, my friends? I'm good. Thanks for having us. All right. Yeah, just Louie? Okay. Good. i got to figure out which voice is which. Louie, I, say howdy. I'm Louie. <laughs> I'm Thanks Louie. Thanks for having us. Okay. And this is Dick. All right. Well, before we get to the to the heart of this, and I, I want to really do that, because whenever I first went on your website, now you've, you've created a new website, I think, since I've been on there. That's how bad I am. Uh, there was a story about the first office, the very beginning of OOIDA, that I just thought was 100% American. <laughs> It started out in just a little video thing, and the way it was described, I thought of a phone booth. It was just a really small little shanty shack where I think you pretty much had a telephone, and that was about it. And I wanted to hear the story about the very beginning of OOIDA, and then I want to talk about the things that our truck drivers do and have what you do for them as uh as their representatives in D.C. and around the world and keeping them informed about things. But uh, OOIDA had a pretty humble beginning is what I read. Am I correct in that or am I remembering something else? No, you're correct. Uh, um, that's 100% correct. And is it okay to call you Beth or would you rather call Mrs. Schoenberger? Oh, Beth, Beth. <laughs> okay. Um, and, again, this is Louie. And, yeah, we started in 1973, um, very humble beginnings, um, some owner-operators, of course, the airborne embargo was going on. Fuel prices were out of control, oh, yeah. and there was a lot of shutdowns and stuff like that going. And some owner-operators all got to. Louis, I'm going to have you hold on because I really want to hear that story, and we're headed into one of those necessary evils called a commercial break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with OOIDA, Louis Pugh, and Richard Pingle, and we will all three be right back. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-990-6716. 800-990-6716. That's 800-990-6716. 800-990-6716. 
Bring on the glitz this holiday season with MakeupAmerica.us. Rhonda, CEO and founder of Makeup America, is offering her one-and-done sister sets, matching lipstick and nail polish. But Rhonda didn't stop there. She's added a free nail file and a cosmetic bag. Most sister sets are under $30. Remember to use the promo code BETHANN20 for 20% off. Get one and done. You got more for less. Easy, smart shopping, right? These sister sets are perfect. Whether a hostess gift, Hanukkah, or Christmas gifts, appreciate your first responders, great stocking stuffers, and say thank you to teachers. And shh, don't forget your secret Santa. Bring some glitter to your Happy New Year celebrations. One and done it is. Each sister set includes a free nail file and a cosmetic bag. You will also save close to $9 in the four-color American manicure set when using the promo code BETHANN20. Visit MakeupAmerica.us. Use promo code BETHANN20 to receive 20% discount off all Makeup America products. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with some new friends we have in OOIDA. Uh, Louis Pugh was just telling us the story of their humble beginnings. And I want to go back to Louis, and I apologize. I wasn't watching the clock, and I got all wrapped up in knowing this story, and I uh, had to cut you off. So let's start all over again. I want to hear about that, and I know my listeners do. We love humble beginnings. Oh, and that's no problem at all, I understand, and no problem whatsoever. But, um, yeah, like I said, of course, in the early 70s, the oil embargoes were going on, fuel prices were high, and, you know, a lot of turmoil in that, and truckers were there were shutdowns and different mm-hmm. things across the country. So a group of truckers, a small group of truckers got together and, and thought they would go down to Washington, D.C. and talk to Congress and tell them the problems and the issues the truckers were facing, and uh, they'd get everything fixed up, and everybody could go back to work, and we'd all have a happy life. Well, they did that, but unfortunately, uh, it didn't really go as they thought it would, of course. And, uh, because, and, you know, a lot of the fights that they were brought up then were still fighting today, unfortunately. But that group of folks all realized when they got back, and they things didn't get better from their first trip down there, that they needed to organize, they needed to speak with one voice. We couldn't have people all over the country, right. you know, saying going different directions. You know, you have to be unified if you want to make a movement. So 
They started OIDA here in Grain Valley, Missouri. Um, and you're correct, it was very humble. Our first office was a uh, 12-foot by 40-foot um, trailer, uh, like a construction <laughs> trailer or something like that, office trailer. It was chained to a light pole in the truck stop. They paid about $40 a month, I think, for rent at the time. And there was a telephone and a CB in there, and that was in a desk, and that was about it. And that's how we got started. Yeah, that's then, what I read about. It sounded more, you know, I, I had a vision more like a, a phone booth, but when you talk about a work trailer like that, my husband was in construction, and they'd pull a trailer on a job like that. And it's pretty humble. <laughs> they got their yeah, phone, exactly. and that's about it. <laughs> exactly. And, and that was before the cell phones. Right. And our long-term president who passed away a couple of years ago, Jim Johnson, oh. who helped really, him and Todd really helped to build and create this organization and make it what it is today. That's what uh, Jim was our third president. We had a couple of presidents through the first couple of years, but Jim always liked to say I – Woke up one morning, and I was sort of the last man standing, so I became the president and so the third <laughs> president. And uh, in 1975, they left the camper trailer at the truck stop. And, and in fact, the truck stop that it was parked in is now where our office building is here off of 70 in Green Valley on the suburb of Kansas City. And uh, But anyway, they moved into a laundromat, uh, office on the edge, on the side building of a laundromat, and and Jim always said it didn't sound like much of an improvement, but it really was over the camper trailer to get into an office building. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you do your laundry while you're there, you know. You can't cover yeah. it all. <laughs> and, you know. and then in 1975, we started our magazine, you know, Landline Now. Or, I mean, Landline, I'm sorry, Landline Now is our radio show. But we started our magazine, Landline. Our first year, our printing, I think, was around $2,600, which at the time was three times what Jim Johnson's salary was, who was our president and working here full time. So, <laughs> so you know, that shows you how, where we, you know, where we came from. And as time progressed, uh, Jim hired Todd. Todd became a member, I think, in 76, 75, 76. Todd started taking, he was still driving. Jim, of course, was, had been a driver and parked his truck. Todd start, was going around the country, still driving truck, pulling a flatbed, and he would take pictures and write articles and stuff like that part-time for the magazine. And then in mm. 1980 or 81, Todd came in full-time, and he actually sold his truck and trailer and used the money to buy a typesetting machine for the magazine. Wow, that's dedication. That is that is putting your all into it. Was about two years, and I it may have been three years ago. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one at Dick. Um, We had a discussion on the air because I didn't know about you guys at that time, and I'm embarrassed to to say that because I'm just down the road a piece. I'm in a, a little town called California, Missouri. Even though we're nationally syndicated, that's where I live and broadcast from. And uh, so I'm just down the road a piece. I've got a niece that lives in your town, so I'm going to have to come up there and visit you guys if that's okay. And, yeah, uh, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have awesome. you. And, uh, but I had a man named Forrest Lucas on the air, and he was very concerned about the trucking industry. And it was just before they initiated the ELD, 
And we were talking about that, and I know that the time has passed on that, and that has probably already become something that all truckers have to deal with. And I'm going to throw that one at Dick, and he can talk about that a little bit. As far as ELD, well, actually, we're still fighting that, so it hasn't been over completely. (laughs) But, yeah, and and we have to appreciate what Forrest Lucas has done, not only for – he really worries about the country and and truckers and and everything. So I have to be happy with what – you know, he what, what he's doing and stuff. But, um, no, the, the ELD was a, was a problem. Um, but, and, and, and that comes back to the other thing that, um, my, my take is that, that Jim Johnson, who started OIDA and Todd were both visionaries because they realized that, that we had as a group had to talk to the regulators that were, um, actually controlling our industry. And so, they 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 understood that that we had to be in Washington, we had to be in the state houses and stuff like that, and that's how how we ended up fighting the ELD mandate. And and uh, let's just for my listeners who aren't truck drivers, I know I have a lot of them that are, and they, some of those will listen on the stations that carry me later at night while they're on the road <laughs> and they're bored. <laughs> They'll listen to me. But let's explain to my listeners again what the ELD is and, and, and how it affects these, especially our independent drivers. Well, the ELD stands for Electronic Logging Device. Um, it precedes what we had before, which was the AOBRD, which is onboard or automatic onboard recording device. The, mm-hmm. the, this, this was the latest iteration. And what the idea was is that we have um, hours of service, and so we're limited in our time, the time we can work and the time that we have to spend sleeping and stuff like that. We're allowed, at, now at the time, we're allowed 14 hours on duty, working, driving, and then we have to take a 10-hour break. And the ELD is a recording device, and... Unfortunately, what the government decided was we have one set of hours of service for the whole industry. This industry is, is so varied, and, but the government decided that, that one size fits all. So yes. they, just, they, they thought the great idea would be we, we, we're, at, we're recording our, our hours of service on, on a paper log. They weren't happy with that. The safety groups and the government got together and came up with an electronic recording device, and that's what the ELD is. Unfortunately, like I said, the problem isn't the recording device. It's the hours of service that are inflexible for the varied um, operations in, in trucking because, you like, I, Louie did flatbed. Um, I did uh, refrigerated LTL, which is less than truckloads. I had... Numerous stops a day. Um, you have tankers. You have just you can go on and on, and there's just no way that one size, one regulation fits all those different ways that trucking is manifested. And you know that's that's kind of the way it is in, in almost any industry, and especially those listeners that I have that are usually independent businesses and. Uh, ranchers and farmers and uh, truck drivers that, uh, you know, one size doesn't fit all. And that's, you know, Congress, they, they 
They spend too much time behind a desk. They need to ride around in a truck once in a while. They need to ride around with our policemen once in a while. They need to get out there on a combine or uh, disc up some ground. They need to see what real America is out here doing and how we survive and how we help them survive. <laughs> That's what they need to do. Then they might legislate a little bit differently. But, you know, that's, that's why, that's why we were hoping that point. Todd Spencer. Oh, go ahead. I just said that's I, a very good point, and I would also add to what Dick's saying, not only is trucking diverse, but what you have to deal with on a daily basis is diverse and ever-changing. You can wake up in the morning with awful intentions that you're going to be where you need to be in a certain time and get everything mm-hmm. done in your day with no hiccups, but all it takes is a road construction or you get held up with a shipper or somebody your truck breaks down or a flat tire tire. (laughs) or anything happens I hear music. Let's talk about dealing with our legislators when we come back after this break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We're visiting today with OOIDA, Louis Pugh, and Dick Pingle. And Bethann will be right back. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm pretty excited to visit with OOIDA. I was really excited when I found out they're just down the road a piece last year. And I failed to get there. I, I had full intentions. And every time I'd call, I'd get this or that. And not your fault. It was, it was you know, just the way things went. And then this year, we had a pandemic. And uh, I've not been hiding, but a lot of people are hiding. <laughs> you know, it's uh, we were talking when we went to the break, Louie, about some of the things with the legislature. And uh, you can tell by my commercials that I support America. I believe yeah. folks like you, our ranchers, our farmers, the factory workers, they are the foundation of this nation. And we are all the forgotten people. And uh, it took President Trump to kind of wake everybody up and say, hey, yeah, I do have a voice. So I'm going to turn that over to you, to what you were saying before we went to the commercial. Well, Dick was just ta- explaining very correctly, you know, how diverse the industry is and how the one size doesn't fit all with hours of service just because of the different business models and different mm-hmm. things that people do in all and trucking because it's just a hugely diverse industry. But my other point that I just want to add, too, is with the way the hours of service work and there's no flexibility you know, a, a guy can wake up in the morning and have good intentions and his day all planned out of where he's going to be, when he's going to be there, and everything fine. And all it takes is one little hiccup, whether it's traffic jam or an accident or a, you know, flat tire. He gets held up at a shipper. He gets held up at a receiver. You know, all these things that are out of his control can happen. Or maybe he just doesn't feel well or he gets sleepy and wants to take a nap. And, you know, it's just the way they, with the induction of the ELD and there's no flexibility in hours of service, it can mess up his whole day. And, you know, again, he has no control over this, which at the end of the day costs him money because, unfortunately, the way most drivers are paid are by piecework, by the amount of miles they drive. And so if they're not turning their tires, they're not making any money. That's right. You know, Dick, 
there was something I was taught whenever I was in sales years and years ago. I, I was a mom with a whole bunch of little kids at home, and I sold Tupperware. And they were telling us, this is you, you run your business, and your day is your day. But that's not true. That's not true if you're an independent business. Your business and your day is your customers, and you have to accommodate them. And so you still have to uh, form your day around or in whatever the situation, your deliveries, everything has to be around your customers. And uh, I think people fail to understand that. Uh, just because you're independently owned or you own your own business doesn't mean your day is your own. You're serving a community. You're serving others. And uh, uh, you still have to answer to them. They are the boss. I think people fail well, to understand that. You're absolutely right. It just... We we have a we have a rigid rigid or the government gives us a rigid set of hours, but unfortunately we don't have any control over probably ninety five percent of our day, so we have to worry about that. And, and let me back up just a little bit. One of the things, like I said, we're OIDA is still fighting the ELD mandate, but what our what our real idea is that even with with the hours of service, we think that the driver should have more control. Over when he's tired, he should be able to sleep. When he's when he's awake, he should be able to drive. That's our theory on the HOS. And with the ELDs, it's not that we're against ELDs. You know, everybody thinks you know that we just hate them. It's it's what we're, we would want to get rid of is the ELD mandate where everybody is forced to use the this this machine, and we think that the the business. And the owner operator and and whatever company should be able to run their business the way these they see fit. And so, if they think ELDs are a great idea for them, they should be able to have them. But one trust owner operator shouldn't have to kick out that expense if if it doesn't do if it doesn't fit his business model. And that, that's what I was going to say. They were a, they were a huge expense for these independent operators. Oh, and they're, yeah, and, and, and they're not reliable either. <laughs> well, that's, that's government. <laughs> the yeah. ones pushing it are the ones who make it, and then the, uh, the big trucking firms that thought they could squeeze out, that's my understanding from when I visited with Forrest, you know, they could squeeze out the independent guys and, and because of the cost and the inconvenience of it all, and, and, uh, but, you know, we were talking about, uh, earlier, I mentioned that, these folks in Congress, they don't have a clue how real America lives and what we do to survive every day and provide every day. And we love our jobs. We love our work for the most part. I mean, you know, I, I worked in a factory years and years ago. My dad worked in a factory, and then he became a piano tuner. He did both things, you know. But what we love to work and provide, and they don't get that. They don't get that at all. And my late boss uh, used to say he thinks anybody in Congress, anybody that, that holds an office, they ought to own their own business for a while and know what it is to make payroll and make the bills and do this and do that. And he said, I'd rather have a businessman running this place than anybody else. And here we've got a businessman, and they just hate him to death. And I don't know what your politics are. But he does know, and I've seen him with the truckers, uh, the picture of him, and, and uh I never saw that with any other president that I can recall, and uh, somebody that took an interest in in the foundation of this nature's nation, which is the working the working force, which is us. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree with the America first. <laughs> and, and that's the thing with OIDA. We have to be, of course, we're a bipartisan organization. Absolutely. And we appreciate and we try to, we have to work with everybody, you know, no matter who comes and goes. And, yeah, we appreciate the president reaching out to truckers, and we had some ongoing talks with the president. And, you know, hopefully the new president will uh, embrace trucking as well. We would wait to see. Well, uh, my point is nonpartisan because I don't think any of them, regardless of party, really understand what's going on in the heart of this nation, which is the working force. Um, I, you know, just if like, someone agrees with like me a lot, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> just like all the shutdowns. Well, you know, I had no cowboy who used to go up there once in a while, and he was a friend with, uh, she's passed away now. Her name was Helen Chenoweth, and she was a, a representative up there from out west. And uh, she visited with this cowboy up there and walked around. She says, you see what I'm telling you, GB? She says, this is just a good old boys club. They're only enemies in front of the camera. <laughs> so it is bipartisan because it's all about America. You know, it's exactly. we're not supposed to be about this or that. And I, you know, I get pretty political on this show. I won't I won't lie about it, but I get just as angry at what they call the right side as I do the left side. Because you know, it's it's our side. It's the American people. They're supposed to be representing us. And uh, and so I get just as aggravated at all of them. But um, going back to the trucking industry in OIDA and what you do, uh, I I like I said I earlier I was embarrassed to to not know that you even existed until Brian had told me about you guys and then find out you're right here in Missouri in the heartland uh, made it even better for me. Uh, I know some truck drivers. I have some as friends, and you know, like they're foreigners or something. Uh, I have friends that are truck drivers, and you know, they they work hard. They put in long hours, and they have to to juggle things with their families, and and they have to. Right now is a busy time, I would expect, with getting deliveries and everything made. But all year round, it's it's you guys that we rely on, the ones that bring the food to the market, the ones that put the the stuff, the junk, wherever it comes from on the shelves in the stores that we just think we got to have, you know, it's it's the truck drivers. It's They're the ones that keep this place going. They really do put it all together. That is correct. And we appreciate that you realize that. We appreciate you sharing that message because people a long time, a lot of times, uh, People get aggravated with trucks because they're slow and they're big and they take up the highway, but they are, and I tell everyone, no matter, there's always a real person in that truck. There's a real family man, there's a real mother, there's a real father, whatever, in that truck, a son or a daughter or whoever. They have family. They're away from their family. I'm, I mean, Dick knows it just way more or better than I do. You miss lots of holidays. You miss lots of birthdays. You miss ball games. Lots of things because you're out here trying to keep the nation going and you know trucking is the, the blood of the nation carrying stuff the highways are your the highways are you guys in the backyard <laughs> you're yeah. listening to csc talk radio this is beth ann we're visiting today with oida and uh louis Pugh and dick pingle and we will be right back
If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book, write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212 That's 800-378-3212 Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is of art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, Liberty for all, and we love America. Order your set now, and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and when I invented my pillow, I wanted to have everything you'd ever want in a pillow. You can adjust the patented pillow to your exact individual needs. You can wash and dry my pillow. It has a 10-year warranty not to go flat, and it's made in the USA. And now, for a limited time, you can get a queen-size premium my pillow for the lowest price ever. Regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. I'm also giving you deep discounts on all my MyPillow products, including my bed sheets, mattress toppers, and bath towels. Not only are you getting the lowest prices ever, but they make the best Christmas gifts ever. Buy now, and I'll extend my 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. 
For all Mike's amazing products and discounts, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, or call 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168, and tell them Beth Ann sent you. And we have returned to listening to CSD Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, men, I'm going to tell you right now, I just had someone give me a a shout-out that they wanted me to tell you thank you for all that you two do there with OIDA. And that call is coming from Nebraska, and she wanted to thank you for all that you're doing for this nation and for the truck drivers. So you have people out there, you have fans now that you didn't know you had before. (laughs) Well, we appreciate that. They're more than welcome. Uh, Thank you. You know... um, we have, we're a little, uh, I'll just say this, in the chaos that we're in, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring as far as the President of the United States. And yesterday, and somebody wanted me to ask you this question, but yesterday uh, Biden had announced that he will make Pete Buttigieg the uh, Transportation uh, Secretary. And, you know, I don't, Personally, I don't think he's equipped for the job, but uh, he'll probably have people underneath him that have been doing it for a while. So I kind of wanted to get uh, the changing of the guard. It always takes place no matter who who becomes president. The changing of the guard takes place. And the infrastructure here in this land. Uh, Nobody knows better than the truck drivers uh, what need is in that. So I was going to have you address that. And then before we quit today, I want you to really push OOIDA for my listeners who are truck drivers and are not members yet. So let's talk about the changing of the guard. What do you think that might bring? You're probably just as clueless as the rest of us, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, like I said, we're bipartisan, and, you know, here at OOIDA, we don't, we don't have a real good idea what he's plans are going to be. I mean, he made some statements when he was running for president, and, and, you know, whether that's true or political rhetoric, we don't know. And, you know, he's not the president, so maybe Biden has a different outlook than he did when he was running for president. Uh, Of course, we're always willing to work with anyone. Um, Looking forward to hopefully having a meeting with him sometime soon to find out what his intentions are. Um, At the end of the day, when it comes down to us, you know, we want him to have an open mind and understand the real Absolutely. issues that impact our nation's drivers. And if he's willing to do that, then you know we're gonna we're willing to help. And if he's not willing to do that, then we'll have to do what we have to do to uh, make sure our truckers are being protected and being treated the correct way, which is how we handle everyone. I mean, Absolutely. unfortunately, with Chai when she was in DOT, she wasn't very open or forthcoming <laughs> no, anything with trucking. <laughs> So, right. you know, that maybe this will be better. I, you know, who knows? You know, it's just, it, unfortunately, that's the problem. These, these cabinet positions change every four years or every eight years, depending on, and sometimes more than that. So it's just a new phase. And, and, and like you said, nobody really knows where he's coming from. No. And, you know, we never do because we know that these positions are not necessarily because they're um, uh, equipped to do the job. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter which party it is that's in charge. We know that that these positions are sometimes just given out of uh, 
uh, gratitude for something else. Um, but the infrastructure, I'm, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that's the frustrating part about all these physicians. They usually never pick anyone who has um, experience or, or knowledge, and that's what I at the end of the day, nothing against anyone, but that's what we'd really like to see is put people in these positions that have transportation and have that knowledge experience. and experience mm-hmm. instead of a political appointees that are trade-offs or friendships or however they decide this. Yeah, however they decide that. So. And uh, what about the infrastructure, Dick? Can you tell uh, tell our listeners just exactly what we need out there? Because I know the truck drivers know better than anybody. Well, we'd like the money that that's taken in on uh, by the fuel taxes and stuff like that, actually spent right. on the roads and not spent on uh, bike paths and <laughs> other you know <laughs> memorials and stuff like that. We just we don't the the trucking. In general, we don't mind paying for for what we ride on, but often or too often, money siphoned out of the trust fund for things that are non-trucking related. And just back to Louis' point about about appointees, what I started to say before is is um, our our president right now, or our Todd Spencer, has actually thrown his his hat into the ring to be FMC or Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration Administrator. So mm. if if we could get Todd in there, we'd finally get somebody that has trucking knowledge. And really represent the truckers. Yeah. Yep. That'd be that'd be fantastic. That would be just awesome. Mm-hmm. I know the the every industry deals with this, you know, whether it's the USDA or, or whoever it is, you know, we all deal with this that uh, they'll put somebody in charge and, and they're not necessarily their best interest is really what they're supposed to be taken care of. And um, and they come in blind, you know, in their defense. They come in blind because they've been given this position and they don't really know a whole lot about the trucking industry or the transportation industry. You know, they think about commuting rather than the truckers, I think, a lot of times when they get into these things. And, and uh, the infrastructure across this country. Uh, thank you for reminding me that so much of that tax dollars was going – to things that really didn't have anything to do with our highways. And, and, you know, while the bikes and the walking trails are all nice, and and, and but th- that's not what our tax dollars should be paying for. No, and I nobody seems to understand my idea of putting toll booths on the bike paths, so I don't know. <laughs> they haven't bought that one yet? <laughs> no, no. Well, we don't well, want to see toll booths on the highway either, just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's one state here that we go into, we have to pay to go in, and they, they have it up there that's a free state. I go, how come they say it's free when i got to pay to get in and pay to get out? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and not only are you paying that toll, but you're also paying highway tax dollars to uh, fuel tax dollars and or gasoline tax in a car to drive on that road as well. So you're paying twice. <laughs> you mm-hmm. are. Three times at that rate. You know, yeah. um well, I don't care which one of you does this, but I want you to tell us, tell my listeners, the truck drivers that are listening, uh, what OIDA does for them, and they should be members. Well, our number one thing we do is we advocate for the rights of all truckers, not just small business carriers, because a lot of times people think, well, I'm just a driver, so I shouldn't belong, I don't need to belong to that, and that's not mm-hmm. true, because drivers follow the same rules and laws that owner-operators follow, and we lobby on their behalf for all of these. So 
first and foremost, that's our number one thing is advocacy for the American trucker. And, you know, with that, we, and, you know, we told about our humble beginnings. We've grown to an organization of 150,000 members plus. Wow. Um, we have 350 or 320 employees here in Grain Valley now. We do offer services. Um, we have some business services for small business carriers, truck insurance, drug testing, permitting, licensing. But one thing that I think is one important thing, we have a compliance department where if you have a question, whether you're an owner-operator or a driver or just an individual, you can call in here and talk to our compliance department. It's free, whether it's a ticket or a contract you want reviewed or help on how to get collections on money or a truck or specking. Wow. All these people have years of experience both on the road and back office, they'll here to answer your questions and or help you get answers and help you along the way. And that's free if you're a member, and that's another big thing. A lot of discount programs and stuff like that that we do as well. But, Can you, know, you give like the phone said, number real quick? Yes, it's uh, 1-800-444-5791. All right, 1-800-444-5791. Guys, we're out of time. Next time I have you on, I'm going to let you tell us about your radio talk show. (laughs) You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're all working together to bring America home. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march, that is why we pray, and that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong and in school. From a very young age, I was taught that smoking was not acceptable. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think smoking, for everybody, no matter what you say, leads to other things because it just opens the door wider and wider. Other studies have found that if you don't smoke in high school, you probably never will. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped and having the faith in God while I was raised and knowing that there would always be somebody there for me has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.